faith alone is man's vehicle by which to be reconciled unto God, faith in the saving blood of Jesus Christ. Faith is man's only means by which he can please God. Hebrews 11:6. But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Hebrews 11.1, 1, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Romans 10.9 and 10, That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Understanding this foundational biblical principle makes it clear why Satan and his world system spend their time attempting to destroy faith. Faith is evil's enemy. Your faith is central to all that is good and will be good in your life. The grand finale, the final short years to Armageddon, appear to be very, very close. Trying times are near, and faith in Christ is the only support that will sustain it is important that sudden fear be replaced with faith. Confidence in the God of the Bible. Confidence in His Word that says, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. Let your faith in Christ be your rest from stress, your confidence. Dear visitor, have you been reconciled unto your God? Have you been born again, born a second time? Would you like to have your sin and shame cast as far as the east is from the west? to be remembered no more? God said, man said, has good news for you. Today is your day of salvation. Click on the Further with Jesus for childlike instructions and immediate entry into the kingdom of God. Now for today's subject. God said, Genesis 1-1, in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. God said, Exodus chapter 20, verse 11. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that in them is, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. Man said, according to Kansas State University professor Dr. Scott Todd, even if all the data point to an intelligent designer, such an hypothesis is excluded from science because it is not naturalistic. Now the record. God's word is abundantly clear. He created it. The earth, its sun and moon, and its universe are just slightly over 6,000 years of age. And how about this? God did it in six 24-hour days. Again, Exodus 20:11. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that in them is, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. Evolutionists, pseudoscientists, continually pour out their propaganda of billions of years. This reminds me of the visitor to God said, man said, who challenged the young earth as declared in the word of God. He presented himself as a science writer, and he may well have been. On this website, there are approximately 40 features that deal with the 6,000-year-old earth, from fossils and the geological column to ancient history, starlight, and red shift. After engaging the science writer with the obvious facts, we challenged him to prove his millions and billions. His aggravated response was, You know I can't do that. That was exactly the point of the exercise. 
Another visitor to God, said Manson, wanted to know who salted the dig. In other words, who planted the fake evidence of antiquity, of billions? The answer is simple. It is Satan's lying spirit that finds housing in the minds of unbelief. Satan's first words recorded in the Bible are, Yea, hath God said? His challenge is consistent, and the results are predictable. Frequent visitors to God said man said know that the anti-Bible assessments coming from evolutionists concerning the latest discoveries are easily explained by the creation model laid out in the Word of God. The salt is not in the fossils, etc. It's in the false premise built on unbelief. The case in point in this feature is the anti-God's frenzied attempts to produce the proverbial missing link, the intermediate between man and monkey, and on back to the hypothesized primordial soup, and ultimately nothing. Their frustrations will continue. Their proof will continue to elude them. Their lives and careers will continue to be wasted because their premise of evolution isn't true. The following excerpt is from the April 11, 2009 issue of Science News under the title, Peking Man Ups His Age. Peking Man has suddenly gotten much older. The Homo erectus fossils from China's Zhaokaoding cave system that are referred to collectively as Peking Man date to as early as 780,000 years ago, roughly 200,000 years earlier than previously thought, Gao Zhan Shen of Nanjing Normal University in China and his colleagues reported in the March 12 issue of Nature. Researchers first unearthed Peking Man fossils at Zhaokandin in the 1920s. This site has since yielded 17,000 stone artifacts and fossils from more than 50 Homo erectus individuals, along with revised dates for a handful of other Chinese Homo erectus sites, the new evidence fits with the idea that Homo erectus traveled to Eastern Asia in two migrations, end of quote. Before we take a closer look at Peking Man, a proposed intermediate in the theory of man's evolution, let's consider the credibility of some of his cousins. This grouping of individuals is known as Homo erectus, just one step away from you and me, Homo sapiens. One, Ramapithecus was originally constructed from a few teeth and a few fragments of a jaw. As a result of new fossil material, he has been reclassified as an orangutan. Number two, Australopithecines, a proposed missing link, has lost his credentials. This creature did not walk upright in human manner. Number three, Java Man. The original discoverer of Java Man, who was constructed from a femur, skull cap, and three teeth, was set forth as a showpiece of evolution. Many years later, he conceded that Java Man was probably just a giant gibbon. Number four, Neanderthal Man. All anthropologists now believe he was just as human as you and me. Five, Cro-Magnum Man. If he walked down the street clean-shaven and in a business suit, he would go completely unnoticed. Number six, Nebraska Man, made famous in the Scopes trial in the 1920s, was the evolutionist's proof that their theory was fact. This Nebraska Man was their missing link. The proof was a tooth. But years later, after further digging, they discovered their tooth was that of a pig and not an intermediate of man. The evolutionists are searching for the intermediate, a missing link, 
The following paragraphs are from the book Bones of Contention. Book reviewer Michael Day uh, then enumerates the many questions that now embroil Homo erectus. One is, does Homo erectus exist as a true species, or should it be sunk into Homo sapiens? A number of evolutionists have expressed the fact that Homo erectus, while a bit different, is not so different from modern humans as to warrant a separate species designation. Gabriel Ward Lasker, Wayne State University, has written, Homo erectus is, distri- is distinct excuse me, from modern man Homo sapiens, but there is a tendency to exaggerate the differences. Even if one ignores transitional or otherwise hard-to-classify specimens and limits consideration to the Java and Peking populations, the range of variation of many features of Homo erectus falls within that of modern man. William S. Lachlan, University of Connecticut, in studying the Eskimos and the Aleuts, noted many similarities between these people and the Asian Homo erectus people, specifically Sinothropus Peking man. He concludes his study with a very logical statement. When we find that significant differences have developed over a short time span between closely related and contiguous peoples, such in Alaska and Greenland, and when we consider the vast differences that exist between remote groups, such as Eskimos and Bushmen, who are known to belong within the single species of Homo sapiens, it seems justifiable to conclude that Sinanthropus belongs within this same diverse species. Milford Walpoff has been one of the most vocal evolutionists, calling for the sinking of the taxon Homo erectus into Homo sapiens. He writes in conjunction with Wu Zhenqi, Institute of Paleoanthropology, Beijing, and Alan G. Thorne, Australian National University, and he says this, In our view, there are two alternatives. We should either admit that the Homo erectus-Homo sapien boundary is arbitrary and use non-morphology criteria for determining it, or Homo erectus should be sunk into Homo sapiens End of quote. There's no word yet from Peking man on how he feels about aging a couple of hundred thousand years in such a short span of time. His new age should come as no surprise considering the uncertainty that exists among the experts. Unmentioned in the above article is the fact that radiometric dating was used to alter the age of the Peking man fossil. For information on radiometric dating, see carbon dating and 2 plus 2 equals 5 on this website. Any reasonable person would begin to wonder why such a plastic theory that can be molded to fit any contrary evidence that comes along is accepted with such unwavering faith. The original Peking man fossil has been, had been discovered excuse me, in the early part of the 20th century in a cave in what is now Beijing, China. Some questioned the reliability of the reconstruction of Peking man's skulls, unbeknownst to most. The model skull that adorns the textbooks and museums was actually a composite made of a multitude of tiny bone fragments with plaster substituting the missing parts. The cave contained a multitude of humanoid, uh, monkey-like skeletons. All of them had their skulls bashed in at the rear. Evidence of fire use and tools were also discovered. This prompted the evolutionists to infer that the ape-like creatures were themselves using the tools and fire. 
However, a much more plausible scenario would put the monkeys as having the tools used on them instead of by them. Apparently, the ape-like creatures had progressed enough to create their own tools and use them to bash their own skulls in. Anyone who has ever seen the Indiana Jones movie knows that monkey brains are a delicacy in other parts of the world. The skulls were used as a bowl for the brains. Those who study the concept of human evolution closely will notice a startling problem with the time frame for human evolution. The following information is from a Back to Genesis article by William A. Hoche, M.S. and Geology. The second truth claim embedded within the statement given to school kids has to do with the fossils occurring in the right time frame. For example, fossils with a Homo erectus anatomy should be found exclusively in rocks that are older than those with its youthful descendants, anatomically modern humans. This is decidedly not the case. Putting aside the validity of age dates for a moment, the range for Homo erectus is usually given at between about 1.5 million years and 400,000 years. Studiously avoided in most museum depictions is the fact that fossils with a Homo erectus anatomy that are younger than 400,000 years number well over 100 including including some, excuse me, as young as 6,000 years. Even more amazing is this. Fossil humans that are easily interpreted as anatomically modern, i.e. non-homo erectus, have been found in rocks that are much older than 1.5 million years. From a dozen different sites have come cranial fragments, including one good skull, teeth, several arm and leg bones, a fossil trackway, and stone structure that each screams out, modern human. The trackways of Litoli, Tanzania, dated at 3.6 million years, and tibia, leg bone, and a humerus from uh, Kanapai, Kenya, dated at 3.5 million, are especially significant, for these predate even Lucy, the celebrated upright walking ape. These embarrassments uh, have been revised reinterpreted and redated, but will not go away, end of quote. When you begin at the wrong starting point, you will reach the wrong conclusion. Something worth noting is that the discoveries of the so-called missing links are far from unbiased. One of the scientists who helped uncover Peking man upon first arrival at the site was quoted as saying, here is primitive man. Now all we have to do is find him. Peking man was first identified as a new species before the skull fragments were even found. The only thing that had been discovered was a single tooth. Identifying entire creatures by one tooth reminds one of the infamous Nebraska man referred to earlier. In the book The Making of Mankind, Darwinist David Pilbeam had the following to say concerning the proposed intermediate record. If you brought in a smart scientist from another discipline and showed him the meager evidence we've got, he'd surely say, forget it. There isn't enough to go on, end of quote. No matter how hard they look for alternatives to the Word of God, the Scriptures will remain the unimpeachable truth. The Bible is the sure place to build a life. God said, Genesis 1-1, In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. God said, Exodus chapter 20, verse 11, For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that in them is, and rested on the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day 
and hallowed it. Mann said, according to Kansas State University Professor Dr. Scott Todd, even if all the data point to an intelligent designer, such an hypothesis is excluded from science because it is not naturalistic. Now you have the record.